Imagine this. The world embraces the convenience of a cashless society. At first, it's a dream with seamless transactions, instant payments, and enhanced financial control. But as the days turn to months, an eerie darkness starts to creep over us. People become increasingly reliant on digital currency, willingly surrendering the last remnants of tangible wealth. The government as well was enticed by the allure of complete financial surveillance. Every transaction, no matter how small, left a trail, building a web of personal data. The once thriving society was now imprisoned in an endless night as a result of its own doing. The echoes of departed souls lingered in the digital void, warning future generations of the price of convenience. Humanity unwillingly sold its soul to an entity that would hold it captive in the far corners of cyberspace forever. The United States Federal Reserve is considering the creation of a digital dollar. The long-awaited paper on the central bank digital currency being issued at this time by the Federal Reserve. Cyber currencies have many supporters, yet critics warn they would be a privacy nightmare. I was looking at the Federal Reserve website, the actual federalreserve.gov website for the uh -huh. CBDC facts. One of the facts that I saw was, will a U.S. CBDC replace cash or paper currency? And this is what it had to say. It said the Federal Reserve is committed to ensuring the continued safety and availability of cash and is considering a CBDC as a means to expand safe payment option, not to reduce or replace paper money. And while that sounds nice, I think we can all agree that it's going to be replaced. Eventually. Yeah. But I think it, it's a very slow process. I don't think you're going to see it within a while. I've heard people saying, well, they're going to recall the dollar. They're going to be sending out bags and telling you, here, load all your cash into these bags and then send it into the government. And then we'll give you your digital currency in the exact amount that you sent to us. And then you'll we'll all be digitized. I don't think that's how it's going to work. Well, here, here's the thing. They're going to they have, have a hybrid first. They have a time projection of when they want to only be digital. Okay. Oh. And the time projection is a lot closer than you think. They're estimating that by 2027 to 2028, we will have a cashless society. Yeah. Okay. That is definitely closer than I thought. I thought they'd probably aim for like the 2040s or something. No. Wow. Couple years. Yeah, uh, there is 
I mean, we've already been going towards a cashless society to start with. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should just talk about what CBDC is, really. It's a government-issued currency, right? But it has no backing from a physical commodity, such as gold or silver. Yeah, so it's actually very much like a regular dollar that mm. you deposit in the bank. Except when you deposit a dollar in the bank, and the dollar amount shows up on your bank account info. It's not telling you that you, you don't have digital currency at that point. What you have is a number saying that's how many dollars you have at the bank. Mm -hmm. When it's a digital currency, they just don't have the dollar at the bank anymore. So it's fiat currency, just like your regular cash dollar, where your regular cash, U.S. cash dollar right now, is not on the gold standard or anything, where it's not backed up by a physical commodity. The only difference is there is no physical aspect to it at all anymore. Right. So in a lot of ways, it's very similar to the regular dollar in the way that it functions. It works roughly the same. Because for the most part, when we use money in our society now, we don't use cash. We use transfers where we transfer ownership of the dollars in the bank from one person to the next person. But we don't actually go get the money, go give it to the person, and then they go and deposit it. We just skip that and then tell the person at the bank, hey, they own this amount of the money now. There is one thing that I think we need to clear up, though, and that's the okay. difference between a digital currency and a cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency, think of it as the Wild West. The biggest, I think the biggest cryptocurrency is still Bitcoin. That is correct. Yeah. Nobody knows who created Bitcoin or who owns Bitcoin, but it's not backed up by any government. And the thing about cryptocurrency is that you can exchange money privately instead of like this CBDC, digital currency. It's kind of similar, but the government knows at all times what you're buying. It is completely monitored and... The digital currency is, not the cryptocurrency. The digital currency, correct, yeah. Not not the cryptocurrency. There's a computer program. I don't really understand how it works, but the way that it works is it has a double accounting method of sorts where the computers, through however they do it, they make sure that no money can be counterfeited or added in, that there's good ledgers, good accounting of where the money goes. It can be openly audited, and the computer system itself prevents the addition of counterfeit currencies being added into it and inflationary things added into it. The why that's important is it's not even privately controlled. You know, there's government-controlled money where they print money and then you have inflation and all that sort of thing. The government controls its own currency. Privately-owned currency would be just that the private company does the same thing. A cryptocurrency is controlled by a strict set of rules and no money controls it, essentially. It's a computer program that's supposed to be unhackable, unbreakable, uncounterfeitable. So that's the idea behind a cryptocurrency. A digital dollar is very different because it is just the same thing as a regular dollar where the government can do all their tweaks, all their additions to it even easier because it's now digital. They don't have to print money. They don't have to maintain currencies. At a flip of a switch, they can change numbers as much as they want. A cryptocurrency is entirely different from that. That's, I guess, mm. the basic thing behind it. I don't really understand cryptocurrencies, and you don't need to understand how cryptocurrencies work in order to know that it's very different from a digital dollar. There are several issues, though, I have with the digital dollar. Some of the issues that I have with it is 
Number one, hacking and stealing of your digital money. Number two is the privacy of your digital money. The monitoring of it by either the bank or authorities at all times, knowing exactly what you buy, how much you spend is yeah, ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, just to elaborate on that point, they actually admit that is an ability of a digital dollar and actually sell it as one of its positives because they talk about how that will be a great weapon against fraud. If somebody gets right. defrauded of money, like your grandmother falls for a Nigerian prince scam, it's easier for the FBI to go in and it's a dollar that's regulated and they can go and find it digital footprint figure out where it went who it sold to and you know they can just follow it around the system and they can see where it's being routed to and all of that sort of thing right i'm assuming that they're supposed to get that it's brand new but i would imagine in order to do something like that they would still need some sort of a warrant but then again you never know with the government they might decide you know the court system might say you know what uh, since it's the u.s dollar the you know, it's not really a private object anymore and then there's not the same amount of privacy as to be expected so no warrants needed in order to check your logs and they can just pull that automatically if that was to happen that'd be quite frightening but the point of the matter is the government admits that this is an ability that a digital currency will have and that they actually plan on using it against counterfeiters and fraudulent charges and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking money laundering. Well, I think money laundering was one of their points of it being like a good thing for digital yeah. money to prevent money laundering and scams and that sort of a thing so you can think of it kind of like this so when you use your debit card or a credit card mastercard knows what you're buying kind of similar to a digital dollar right they don't know exactly what you're buying but they know that you're buying goods and services from walmart yeah, or so your local grocery have... store but they don't know exactly what you have yeah they have what's called a merchant code and so right. different products fall into merchant codes so something like cheese and meats would fall into the exact same market code so they could say oh he went to the supermarket and he bought food right but they wouldn't be able to look at it something and see exactly what they purchased yeah yeah they wouldn't be able to look at the receipt and go okay so he bought two pounds of grapes and <laughs> he bought milk and that sort of thing and that's but they would be able to see that sort of thing with a digital dollar. Am I exactly. right, Eric? If you went to the store and you bought a Reese's, they're going to know you bought a Reese's. Yeah, and Eric doesn't need the government knowing that his crippling addiction. That's that's his own business. <sighs> yeah. If there's a UFO whistleblower who comes out and he does all of this stuff and then there's protests for more open information on UFOs and that they're calling for, you know, certain government databases information to be made to the public and there's you know big old protests going on in the street the government can look at it and go okay i can see who's traveling to this city for the protest reasons all these people are all buying the same products they all bought markers signs and nails and they all bought tickets to go to this city so what i can do is just lock down their financial accounts so all these protesters get to a town and all of a sudden their protest grinds to a halt because they can't even do so much as buy a croissant, you know? 
Yeah, that's happened before a few times already, and we're not even fully implementing the digital dollar. Yeah, so it can change. I think that it's not necessarily that they could target an individual, but I hadn't been thinking of it like that. I was thinking they'd target groups in general. No, but they you're could right. definitely target they individuals. Could, yeah, so you could see people going to court. Another issue that I have with digital dollar is, say you have all your money in a local bank. And, you know, this sort of thing happens before. It actually happened to me once a while ago. But what happens to your money if the bank closes? Like, the, your local bank closes down, shuts down because they got bought out by a higher company. And so they change the financials, but that location doesn't reopen. What happens to your money then? You obviously still have access to it one way or another, but you're going to have to go out of your way to a different location or to a different bank that owns your previous bank, right? That got bought out. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to confirm and all this and that, that you are the account holder and all this. And it, it just seems like more of a, a hassle. Well, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the biggest of issues. No, but the I biggest think of issues, but it's an I issue. Think, I do think it's adjacent to a larger issue. And uh -huh. that is, this would be the first time that the uh, central bank would start to actually emerge as more of a, a national bank. Because right now mm. we do have a central bank, but we have all these different types of banks, right? You cannot go to the central bank of the U.S. and open up an account. If this digital current thing works smoothly as they want it to and it goes swimmingly, they could very easily just decide, you know what? There's only going to be one bank, and that's going to be the Bank of America. But not, you know, Bank of America, the, the one you know of, but I guess sure. Bank of the U.S. <laughs> I guess it would probably be less confusing. Bank of the U.S. So I think you might see something very similar to what Eric's talking about, having an issue where your bank's closing down and you're having to figure out a whole new thing with what your digital currency goes to, and you don't have control over it because your digital currency must be in a bank. You have to have it in a bank. How are you going to right. work a digital currency if it's not in a bank? You can't exactly. withdraw it. You can't put it under your mattress. It has to be in a bank. <laughs> and if all the banks get rolled into the central bank, then all of your banking has to be done with the government. You mm -hmm. have to have a government account. Yeah, can't escape it. And can you imagine how bad your banking experience would be if there's only one bank and it's the government? It's like banking with the IRS. Does that sound like fun? I wonder if credit unions would go away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think if, if the government wants to become the only bank, then yes. Whether that's ever going to happen, I mean, that's anyone's guess. I'm not an expert on it, but I will say... Did you know that the Chinese have already rolled out their own digital currency? Oh yeah, there's a couple of countries that have their own digital yeah. dollar already. So this is not new by any stretch of the imagination. So I think it would be very important to keep an eye on the Chinese central bank. See how they handle their currency because very likely happen right here. This all has to be leading up towards something else, right? One thing I hadn't considered before that I heard all these digital currencies popping up relatively at the same time in every country, right? Yeah. And it could potentially lead to a one world currency. Would that be the euro, you think? I, I, your guess is as good as mine, but I, I, when I heard that, I thought that makes sense. 
Well, it's going to be one of two. It's going to be the US dollar or the euro, because I don't think we're going to go with the yen. And there's no other competitor, really. Uh, what, um, the pound? Nah, the pound doesn't stand a chance. I mean, if there's only one currency for the entire world, I don't think it matters what it is. Yeah, I don't think so. But there but, then is how, one... but then how would that even work with inflation in different countries? All the governments would have to come together at the UN and agree what to do with inflation. They would be a bureaucratic nightmare. So the, the UN would come up with a, a proposal and then all the members of the UN would have to sign on and agree to that. But in order to sign on and agree to that, they all have to go back to their own representative bodies, like Congress would have to prove it, and you'd have to go through the House and the Senate in the U.S., and over in England, you'd have to go through the Parliament, and all the places in Europe, you'd have to go through Parliament, mm -hmm. and all these different places. I don't know what the process would be like in China. Do they even have a Parliament? I always I, imagine. I don't know. I think they just have, like, uh, different people who are appointed over different bodies of the government like there will be a minister of finance or whatever and if he approved it then that would be just the same but yeah it would have to be everybody would have to they, they come up with a plan then all the countries would go back to their own country get it approved in their country come back to the un everybody would give their consent and then they'd raise inflation i told you that there were about 130 countries that were either already implementing this or were going to start soon. Now, mm -hmm. I will link the article down for everyone to read if you would want to read it for yourself. But this it says, study shows 130 countries exploring central bank digital currencies. And it says, a total of 130 countries representing 98% of the global economy are now exploring digital versions of their countries. With almost half in advance in development, neither a pilot program or have already have started in the early stages of their digital dollar. Now, it says, the research by the U.S.-based Atlantic Council think tank published on Wednesday said significant progress over the past six months meant that all G20 countries, with the exception of Argentina, were now in one of those advanced phases. 11 countries, including a number in the Caribbean and Nigeria, which Conrad will talk about in a bit, have already launched central bank digital currencies, while pilot testing in China now reaches 260 million people and covers 200 scenarios from e-commerce to government payments. That is uh, insane. Uh, yeah. This is moving quite rapidly, honestly. In fact, some people are saying that the U.S. will be the last country to adopt it. So, in fact, they're all talking about how the U.S. might be left behind if we don't do this immediately. Some of the places that have fully implemented this already is Sweden. They've kind of pioneered this whole digital currency. They've been under a, a digital dollar for... A few years now. Another one is the Bahamas, Jamaica, and Belize. Now, this has been in development for at least the last 10 years. It's definitely a question of when and not if. It's happening. Questions when. Sweden remains one of Europe's most advanced CBDC pilot programs, while the Bank of England is pressing on with work on a progress on a possible digital pound that could be used by the second half of this decade. Now, they're calling it the Britcoin. Australia, Thailand, South Korea, and Russia all intend to continue their version of a pilot program this year. 
Well, back in uh, 2020, so not too awfully far ago, there was <laughs> a protest that was against a particular police group that they had that was doing extortion against the people of Nigeria. So what they were saying is Nigerian police would coerce people and they would um, blackmail them and then try and get money out of them. Just essentially be a criminal gang, but they were called Zar SARS, I think it's SARS, and it stood for the uh, Special Anti-Robbery Squad. But the protesters were all of the opinion that they were practically robbers themselves. So they started the NSARS protest. There were several groups, prominent groups, that were championing this movement and they got their bank accounts frozen. Their digital currencies and all of that shut down on them. But in order to combat this, the group switched to uh, cryptocurrencies and started asking for cryptocurrencies as donations in order to get around the block. And the Nigerian government then started banning the trading of cryptocurrencies in response to them trying to work around the freezing of currencies. So not only did it seem like the government there was using the bank as a a tool to crush political dissent, they also were shutting down other forms of currency when the particular, their preferred method of payment was being circumnavigated. So the question would be, what would one do against such a crackdown? How would you insulate yourselves from such a, a financial issue? And if the government is banning cryptocurrencies, because one thing you could do is turn to cryptocurrencies. One positive thing that might come out of this is in order to use the digital dollar, they may popularize apps both on the retail side and on the consumer side, where people can trade this dollar back and this digital dollar back and forth between, you know, when you purchase something at the store, you'll use an app on your phone, which will work with the app on the register and it'll do the transfer there. However, it's quite possible that the cryptocurrency companies will latch on to this method of transferring currencies and the same app, they will find an app that can run both your digital dollar and a cryptocurrency. So that way they can start allowing people to use cryptocurrencies like a regular currency. Because one of the biggest issues that Bitcoin has is you can't use it as a regular currency. You can't go somewhere and just buy it because buy something like groceries because most stores do not accept Bitcoin as a type of payment. However, if companies get to the point cryptocurrencies, this uh, digital currency paves the way that you could tag along and piggyback on the um, infrastructure that the digital dollar built, it might actually start making cryptocurrencies very viable. So you may be able to use cryptocurrencies better in the future and more people will use cryptocurrencies. If the government though starts banning cryptocurrencies like they did in Nigeria, then you'll have definitely issues then. The question is then, can the government ban a cryptocurrency? Because the US government is a little different than the Nigerian government. I would like to see what the government's <laughs> legal argument for banning a cryptocurrency is because people are circumnavigating account freezings. This could, could actually have a positive side to it. If it does actually start using, get people using cryptocurrencies, I could see a lot of people switching away from actually using their government currency entirely and just go entirely into cryptocurrency. Whenever they get their paycheck, they'll turn it into cryptocurrencies because they can use it just the same. Because most people don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars 
just sitting around in bank accounts. Some people do, and that's, I guess, their choice. But for the most part, people use currencies as an exchange between a value of the consumer to exchange for the value of the retailer. And for that fact, you really don't have to worry about the volatility of a cryptocurrency as much. And if you're off of the dollar, well, then this whole digital dollar doesn't really bother you all that much. And if cryptocurrency mm. becomes extremely popular, well, then banning it, as the Nigerian government did, becomes a whole lot harder. Because imagine if there's hundreds of people who were using a particular a cryptocurrency. It probably won't be Bitcoin. Bitcoin has like a $200 transaction fee, which makes buying and selling cryptocurrencies extremely cost prohibitive but if there was a currency that got very popular and hundreds thousands of people were using you know hundreds of thousands hundreds of millions of people were using cryptocurrencies then it becomes a whole lot harder to ban it than just when there's a fringe protest group who are using it to get around a gofundme freeze or something like that it'll be interesting i do hope that this actually makes cryptocurrencies viable i have never dabbled in cryptocurrencies but until i can buy and sell at my local retailers i will never use bitcoin or mm. any cryptocurrency but once they do then i don't see why i'd use the dollar anymore why would i use something that has government controlled inflation on it when i could just use something that is entirely insulated from that and the more people that use cryptocurrencies the more insular it becomes and the the less insane fluctuations that you see on cryptocurrencies because right now cryptocurrencies are just speculation and the value of it goes up and down based on speculation when people actually start using it and the speculation starts turning more and more into observable value and then it starts to fluctuate less so who knows this may be what kills cryptocurrencies before they even get started and this mm -hmm. might be the burst of cryptocurrencies as we know it so but I don't think it's it's going to be one of the two. I don't think the cryptocurrencies are going to stay in their current niche spot forever. No, probably not. But think about it. If you're a kid and you're born in a cashless society and you use the same app that you can use a cryptocurrency with as you can use your regular dollar, mm. for the most part, they're not going to care one way or the other, whether it's a digital currency of one type or a digital currency of the other type. If both is equally freely available to them, they're not going to care. Right. So in conclusion, I would say that there's two main problems that people have with these digital currencies. And I agree with these issues and that is it gives the government way too much control and it's not a question if the government is going to use the digital dollar as a control of the market or not they're obviously going to use it to manipulate the market you know hiking interest rates increasing money supply all that sort of thing they're obviously going to do that so it's going to make government abuse and so much more prevalent than it already is and two it's just going to make your financial dealings less private but on the positive side it's supposed to kill things like phone scammers who are stealing money because maybe they can track it but i still don't see how that's going to work because you're still going to be able to transfer dollars into gift cards it's not going to kill gift cards though so. mm. i think it's all hype i don't think it's really going to end fraudulent money yeah, no i don't think it's going to end crimes involving money they'll just do what they always do and invent a new way to steal your money and the government will probably be just as surprised as they could possibly be who could foresee that criminals adapt no but that's not really what they're after now is it eric of course not
I mean, do you see crypto cash is coming to an end and, and digital currencies coexisting, or do you think one will outdo the other? I think one will try. I'm not really that good at forecasting, and cryptocurrencies are a, a sketchy bet. I always have bet against cryptocurrencies, and I don't see any reason changing now. They have a terrible track record. There's so many that have crashed, and I'm, I guess, that way. I'm risk adverse, so I'm always the, it'll never work. I'm the last person on the train a lot of times, so I think mm. we will have a cashless society of digital currencies where Big Brother watches everything that I buy and disapproves of how much ammo I buy. Listen, I think if by the time we uh, are well into a cashless society, I think some kind of barter system is going to pop up. It's just inevitable. Yeah, it always happens. The more regulations come in, the more people find ways to break rules. And You know, the black market's not going away when nope. reasonable people are driven to do unreasonable things. You may find yourself doing things that you never imagined you would do in a thousand years. Thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. You can always email me or Conrad at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And as always, we will catch you the next episode.